the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298 CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Republicans still favored over Democrats on the issue of taxes. But the margin has narrowed by two percentage points compared with last July's poll. The latest Rasmussen Report survey finds that 45% of likely U.S. voters have more trust in Republicans to handle taxes compared with 40% for Democrats. 15% are not sure. In July, the GOP was more trusted than Democrats by 48 to 41%. And the issue carries weight. 81% of those likely voters believe the issue of taxes will be important in the upcoming presidential election, including 41% who think the tax issue will be very important. George Williams reporting. More heavy fighting raging across Gaza throughout the day Sunday as Israel pressing ahead with the offensive. That after the U.S. and other nations blocked the latest ceasefire effort. This is SRN News. This week on the Michelle Tafoya podcast. Data from New Jersey has found that the amount of students considering themselves to be non-binary has skyrocketed over 4,000%. Leftist politicians in the state believe parents should not know. Well, a fever is out of the norm. Getting bullied is out of the norm. Parents should be involved in all of those matters. You're saying this one? Kids in elementary school? Come on. Stream the Michelle Tafoya podcast at Salem Podcast Network. Visit am1280thepatriot.com and click the half-off deals icon before you go out shopping for friends and family this Christmas. It's the Patriot Half-Off Deals Program. You can start saving 50% or more on great products and services right here in the Twin Cities. It's a great gift idea for the holiday season. Just visit am1280thepatriot.com. From the Genovations Regen Weather Center. Sunshine high of 31 today. Tonight's low 19 into Monday for tomorrow. Sunshine high of 38. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us along on our Facebook page, just go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And again, we have the live stream of the broadcast 
up and running. So if you'd like to leave a comment or question there as well, hey, feel free. And uh, as always, we appreciate tuning in. Again, thanks to a longtime friend of the broadcast, uh, Dave Osmek. Uh, Dave's a, uh, a loyal listener to mine and Mitch's show. I don't know if he listens to Jack's show as much. He probably does. <laughs> he probably catches all the Narn broadcasts. And uh, quite often, uh, Senator Osmek will text me during the show uh, with uh, some commentary on things I'm talking about. And always appreciate his contributions to the show and the times he's filled in for Mitch and myself when Mitch and I have been on rare and well-deserved breaks. And there's another quarter into the Brian St. Paul Ward royalty jar. Uh, we, we certainly appreciate that. Uh, one of the great memories I have um, when Senator Osmek was reelected back in 2016, Mitch and I, of course, were broadcasting that night. It was a presidential election night. Of course, the night Trump uh, shocked the world and won the presidency. I remember it was Senator Osmek who came on air to say that uh, Paul Anderson, who was running as a Republican for Terry Bonoff's old seat in the Plymouth area, had won, uh, had won that seat, thus flipping it from DFL to Republican, and thus gave the Republicans the majority in the Senate. And Dave was pretty fired up, and I remember he said, I'm excited because I'm suddenly seeing a gavel in my future, meaning Dave was going to be a committee chair because the Republicans were going to have the majority in the Minnesota State Senate. So one of the great memories from that night, 2016, and uh, it was equally memorable and and very surreal because, of course, we didn't expect Trump to win. My only expectation going into that election night was that the Republicans could hang on to the House and Senate. They had a healthy majority in the U.S. House. Uh, the Senate was a little more perilous, but the Republicans, they had a net loss of two seats, so they went from 54 members to 52 members. They hung on to the Senate. I'm like, okay, whoosh, now we can stonewall Hillary. It'll be just gridlock. That's great because the President Hillary won't be able to get anything done, so we're good to go. And then all of a sudden, Trump started picking off states, and Pennsylvania and Michigan were starting to look like they were winnable, and then he won North Carolina, and he won Ohio in a complete route, and of course, the the famous line, which Mitch and I have talked about many a times, Mitch looked over to me. He said, did somebody put LSD in the cucumber water? Well, what's going on here? And, uh, yeah, I, I wish I could find audio of that broadcast night. Um, we I don't think it's on. Uh, we used to have we used to use a different platform for our podcast, but we don't use it anymore. But I would occasionally go back and re-listen to some of those great moments. It was it was unbelievable, that's for sure. So seeing Senator Osmek made me think of that night uh, in 2016 all over again. So uh, fun time. So, again, thanks for Dave. Thanks to Dave for being a uh, loyal listener to the broadcast and being a valued contributor as well, coming in sharing all that's going on with the uh, Republican Party of Minnesota. Like I say, I haven't done much in Republican Party politics uh, since 2016, uh, since Trump uh, kind of became the standard bearer of the party. You can call that spoiled sports system, whatever you want. I don't care, but I just kind of been out of the loop and, you know, have to kind of get caught back up occasionally by some, you know, I still have some close friends who still do party business, and that's fine. I'm still friends with people despite the fact that they're you know, still staunch Trump supporters and they're still friends with me despite the fact I'm not. So there you have it. Well, uh, I do want to switch gears here a little bit. One of the things that I... Uh, mentioned, you know, in the um, uh, post on bradcarlson.org promoting today's show, uh, a rather disturbing and disgusting performance by uh, Sally Kornbluth, 
Claudine Gay and Liz McGill. They are the presidents of MIT, Harvard University, and University of Pennsylvania, respectively. They were hauled before a House committee talking about uh, rampant anti-Semitism and how it has run amok, not only in some places in the United States, but also on campus. And we've seen video footage of Jewish students literally fearing for their physical safety when pro-Palestinian protesters discover that they're Jewish and the hostility that then exudes. And you know what? You want to be pro-Palestine, heck, you even want to be pro-Hamas, whatever. You want to protest and, and show solidarity to them, whatever. But when it starts to bleed into these members of the Jewish community, particularly Jewish college students, fearing for their safety on campus when they're there just to get an education. And, of course, yeah, there will be a good number of them that are going to stand up for the people of Israel. Yeah, that's that's obviously going to happen given their heritage. And the fact that they can't feel safe in doing so, and it bleeds into even worse being called, calling for genocide of the Jews. And this this is not a, a First Amendment issue, okay? Because these students can protest for on behalf of Hamas or Palestine or whomever, and the government can't, obviously take action against them. They fear they have no fear of retribution from the government despite these a lot of these statements being morally repugnant. Well, that is a free speech issue and the government can't do anything about it. However, universities, particularly private universities, have a code of conduct. And they can enforce that code of conduct and that can include a lot of things. And we're seeing how it includes some pretty um, head-scratching uh, codes being added to it, specifically if a student is misgendered. Like if a dude wants to wear a dress around campus and identifies a female, well, if you call that person a he or mister, well, that, that, that flies in the face of the code of conduct on bullying and harassment. You know, or if you dare, or if, say, you, you refer to uh, Black Lives Matter protests as like a, a neo-Marxist protest, well, you know, there there probably be some consequences of that as well, and you, and you might be even be labeled a racist, okay? Well, this past week, there was, again, I, I referred to the uh, presidents of Harvard, MIT, and Penn, which are Claudine Gay, uh, Sally Kornbluth, and Liz McGill, respectively, they were hauled in front of a House committee to answer questions. And this is about, uh, Spencer, we have cut number one ready, I believe this is. About three minutes long. I may I may or may not interrupt it, so bear, bear with me. But this is about three minutes long, but I think it is worth your time hearing. This is just an excerpt of the entire committee hearing, which was, uh, I don't, I don't even remember how long it was. See, it's at, if you want to go to cspan.org, uh, they do have the hearings up there. I mean, it was multiple hours, maybe three and a half uh, 
hours long, if I remember right. I don't I, I don't remember 100%. It doesn't really matter. But this excerpt kind of is a microcosm of what you heard. So, again, Spencer, uh, this is cut number one. The line of questioning is being posed by Representative Lee Stefanik. She is a Republican congresswoman out of the state of New York. So, cut number one. Is calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment, yes or no? If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? What? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context, when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated as harassment, if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your if testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if the yes speech or becomes, no. if the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide. The speech is not harassment. This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate? Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes. And Dr. Gay, at Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual. Targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When it and is it anti-Semitic rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct, and we do take action. So the answer is yes, that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. Okay, so uh, kudos to Elise Stefanik uh, for these very pointed questions. This isn't difficult. And 
kudos to her for giving him an opportunity. Okay, I, I'm not not really sure you're understanding here. Uh, I, I I just I am floored. Well, if it cross if the rhetoric crosses the line into to conduct, well, um, calling a dude an address who wants to identify a, as a woman as he or Mister, that's just rhetoric. But yet, that very clearly gets student a student in a pretty sticky wicket if they do that. But 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 calling for the genocide of an entire populace, Jews, ah, oh, well, it's a nuance. It's nuance. It, it depends on context. Well, we'll have more to say about this when we come back and some more sound clips. Uh, 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. Again, we have the live stream of the broadcast up and running. At our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, Brad Carlson, the closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Calling all patriots. Join me in Alaska in June 2024 for the adventure of a lifetime. For more information or to book, call 855-565-5519 or visit patriotsalaskacruise.com. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. It's a look at today's most compelling stories and provides responses from key conservatives in media and politics. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. 
They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Hey, welcome back. I'm 12 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. You can also check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Hey, it's Weezer. i got to sing along occasionally. Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running, and you can see me lip-sync for a few seconds to Weezer's Buddy Holly. Uh, there are a lot of catchy songs I could have gone with there, but decided to go with Buddy Holly. Uh, unfortunately, uh, not very uh, – uh, we don't like to play catchy tunes, Try when we're talking about a very serious subject here. Again, the first segment you heard, uh, New York Congresswoman Elise Stefanik grilling three uh, – University presidents, uh, MIT's Sally Kornbluth, Harvard's Claudine Gay, and Penn's University of Pennsylvania's Liz McGill over just basically asking them, uh, I just specifically, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate your university's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying harassment? Now, again, misgendering someone, well, that's bullying harassment, even though that that's rhetoric, but Calling for the genocide of Jews, well, it's, it's, it's all, it's context-driven, you know. The rhetoric is one thing, but if the rhetoric crosses over into action or bullying or harassment, then, okay, yeah, then, then, then that's where it obviously violates the code of conduct. So you have to wait until literally the genocide of Jews to, to violate the code of conduct? I mean, my God. Well, I, again, I... I've been talking a lot about this issue the past few weeks. And again, regardless of what, where you stand in the war between Israel and, and Hamas and the fact that there are some Palestinian casualties, and sadly, you know, Palestinian, there are Palestinian people that want nothing to do with this, just want to live their lives in peace, don't want to take on this conflict that have probably lost their lives, due in large part to Hamas using them as human shields or whatever else. Yeah, I, I, I you can... I understand that there is a nuanced discussion to be had about what Israel should be doing here. I believe Israel has a right to defend itself. Okay? Uh, I think that the IDF is doing what it, what it should be doing, and but unfortunately, the, you know, some of the things that the Israeli government is saying or doing may be left wanting, and there is an open discussion to be had with that. But the idea that the calling for the genocide of Jews is somehow some sort of nuanced thing? I, I, I don't understand that. And, again, people say, well, there, there's a distinction between anti-Zionism being against Israel and anti-Semitism being against Jews here, here in America. You know, And, again, you, we, we can have that discussion. But the fact of the matter is the Jewish people are— fearing for their lives as they have for centuries and yet are still fearing for their lives in the 21st century here in America. How is this happening? And the fact that you have presence of these elitist universities can't even unequivocally condemn it is, is shocking. 
it's a it's abhorrent. And talking a lot about friends of the show today, a friend of the show, John Gabriel, uh, one of the many publications he writes for uh, is the ho- his hometown newspaper, the Arizona Republic. Uh, he is talking about how where history is repeating itself. And again, I'll read some excerpts of his Arizona Republic piece. Uh, watching recent anti-Semitic protests on prestigious American campuses, I'm curious what Sebastian Hafner would say. The author documented an earlier youth movement that chose Jews as its ideological scapegoat. In his brilliant memoir, Defying Hitler, Hafner describes his nightmare as an everyday German in 1933, watching the unthinkable become public policy. The older generation had become uncertain and timid in its ideals and convictions and began to focus on youth, Hafner wrote, with thoughts of abdication, flattery, and high expectations. Fleeing to London in the late 1930s, he finished the work, which went unpublished until after his death in 1999. A childish illusion fixed in the minds of all children born in a certain decade and hammered home for years, for four years, can easily reappear as a deadly, serious political ideology 20 years later, Hafner warned. A similar message is being hammered home for four years, this time in academia. And school leaders seem fine with it. The presidents of Harvard, MIT, and the University of Pennsylvania testified before the House Education Committee on Tuesday to discuss the rise of anti-Semitism on campus. Representative Elise Stefanik, Republican out of New York, asked what actions, what action has been taken against students who are harassing and calling for the genocide of Jews on Harvard's campus. Claudine Gay, president of Harvard, said her university would react only, quote, when speech crosses into conduct, close quote. In other words... Once an actual genocide is in full swing, Harvard's Board of Overseers might even schedule a meeting. Uh, And again, it would behoove you to go to cspan.org and maybe watch the entire testimony. I mean, if you think that that is just, well, you know, I mean, context matters. That's just a short soundbite. Well then I suggest you watch the entire hearing if you want the full context because, spoiler alert, it's not going to be the dramatic change that you believe it is or dramatic out-of-context clip because it's not. And I think here is the the money phrases from uh, John Gabriel's piece at the Arizona Republic. For years, conservatives have mocked college administrators for the culture of safetyism on the modern campus. Safe spaces, crying rooms, and behavioral health care is offered to students upset about getting a B-plus instead of an A-minus. A professor's stray eye roll can be labeled a microaggression, all in the name of student safety. Yet when angry mobs ransack the quad calling for the extermination of their Jewish classmates, it's crickets in the front office. Suddenly, the script flips to free expression, a policy rarely enforced when a garden-variety Republican pays a visit. The Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression listed Harvard dead last in its annual ranking of 254 colleges on the protection of free speech. Penn, second to last. The Academy has been so transfixed on microaggressions and macroaggressions like genocide fly by unnoticed, if not heartily endorsed. Ninety years ago, Sebastian Hafner watched a timid older generation abandon its ideals to flatter a young vanguard of anti-Semites. 
never again. And uh, the fallout has been almost immediate. Uh, Within probably 24 hours, if that, uh, there was a wealthy benefactor, uh, specifically Ross Stevens. He's the founder and CEO of Stone Ridge Asset Management. Uh, He basically is withdrawing a gift worth around $100 million to the University of Pennsylvania to protest the school's response. That That's how you deal with this. If they want to hide behind, well, we have to uphold the, the, the concept of free speech, even though this isn't a First Amendment issue per se. You know, these students can say what they want without fear of retribution from government, but if they violate our code of conduct, okay, then we can take action. Uh, but, but calling for the genocide of Jews, well, you know, context, nuance, and the like. If that's if that's what the powers that be at the University of Pennsylvania want to go with, fine. Then here's how we exercise our free expression. I'm taking my my uh, dollars elsewhere, my hundred million dollars, and that's not peanuts. And by the way, uh, the fallout has continued to happen because uh, President Liz McGill and Board Chair Scott Bach resign uh, their positions with the University of Pennsylvania. And uh, Governor Shapiro of Pennsylvania, Democrat, kudos to him. He says, hey, the real work is just beginning. And kudos again to Governor Shapiro. Again, it sounds so strange to give people kudos for doing the right thing here. But Governor Shapiro, who is a Democrat, has been calling out uh, pro-Hamas, anti-Jewish protests in his own state. Okay? Now, again, as a government official, he can't levy retribution against these people because that leg- that legitimately is First Amendment protected. But guess what? He also has First Amendment rights and, and can call it out the way he sees fit. So we've got a uh, um, another high-profile figure, Rich Eisen, a uh, popular sports figure. He was with ESPN for about a decade or so and has been with NFL Network since its inception 20 years ago and has his own podcast. He uh, decided to uh, give the middle finger to the stick to sports mantra, and he had a few things to say about this. You're not going to want to miss this when we come back. 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. Or check out the live stream of our broadcast on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that is MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save many families up to 500 bucks a month, and that is huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The member satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works, too. It's been around for 30 years. Members have shared more than $5 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, really, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now. You'll get a price within two minutes. So see what you can say. This is a very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. Call 844-94-BIBLE. That's 844-94-BIBLE. 844-94-BIBLE. 
Want an impressive gift that will set you apart? Give cigars from Minnesota's veteran-owned Founders Cigar Company. I'm Angelo from Founders. Our premium curated cigar gift boxes are thoughtful, classy, and memorable. Add a name or company logo to the box lid, the cutter, or the lighter. Several boxes are available starting at five cigars. Plus, you'll help us support Cigars for Warriors by sending cigars overseas. Still time to get it by Christmas, so order now at founderscigarco.com and click Corporate Gifting. Minnesota's veteran-owned Founders Cigar Company. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night, and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Been putting off vacation plans because you can't bear to be away from this station? Great news. You can listen to this radio station whenever you want, wherever you want, any way you want. Download this radio station's app on your Apple or Android device and your smartphone becomes your radio. Prefer apps like TuneIn, iHeartRadio, or Odyssey.com? You can find our station there as well. Got a smart speaker like Amazon Echo or Google Home? Just say our name and ask it to play this station. We're always on. It's as simple as this. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. Hey, welcome back. AM 12 the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or, again, we do have the live stream of the broadcast. Excuse me. Up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Uh, as we mentioned, the fallout from the uh, disgusting display uh, from Tuesday's uh, testimony given by the presidents of MIT, Harvard, and Penn uh, fallout has been immediate. Uh, Penn loses out on a $100 million gift from a wealthy benefactor. Uh, President Liz McGill and board chair Scott Bach both resign. And uh, Harvard President Claudine Gay is probably on thin ice, but she has not resigned as yet, at least not that I know. Uh, she gave a interview to the Harvard Crimson shortly thereafter. It took her now, th- This was like two days after her testimony, and this is what she came up with. In two days, again, this is from Claudine Gay in her interview with the Harvard Crimson. I am sorry. Words matter. When words amplify distress and pain, I don't know how you could feel anything but regret. I got caught up in what had become at that point an extended combative exchange about policies and procedures. What I should have had the presence of mind to do in that moment was return to my guiding truth which is that calls for violence against our Jewish community, threats to our Jewish students, have no place at Harvard and will never go unchallenged. Substantively, I failed to convey what is my truth. She needed two days to come up with that? 
And put aside the fact that my truth is makes my skin crawl because, come on, there there has to be some empirical truths here. And one is it's morally repugnant calling for a genocide of a, a populace, which in this case is Jewish people. And uh, Ed Morrissey uh, at Hot Air, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum, uh, he talked about this particular uh, apology, and he had his uh, response to that. Uh, the committee didn't ask Gay to appear because Harvard had challenged the calls for genocide on campus. Quite the opposite, in fact. Pro-Hamas demonstrations and intimidation of Jewish students on campus had gone entirely unchallenged by Gay and her administration, which has tried to hide behind the First Amendment ever since. Gay and her colleagues Liz McGill of Penn and Sally Kornbluth of MIT offered that defense for their moral vacuity repeatedly during their congressional testimony. Gay's personal, quote-unquote, truth is sheer fabulism. Well, not to be outdone, uh, Rich Eisen, and again, I alluded to this uh, before the break, uh, I've been a longtime admirer of, of Rich Eisen, you know, from his work on ESPN. He, you know, he and I are the same age. So when I saw this young late twenties guy be a Sports Center anchor, you know, I, I felt I kind of identified with him a little bit because, you know, like I say, he's my age. And when he got on Sports Center in the mid nineties, I'm like, man, what a cool job! Because I'm a sports nut myself, as you all know. And to think that a guy like you know my age, you know, younger guy was like say mid to late twenties at the time, I'm like, man, that's just that's just so cool. And then he moved on to NFL Network in 2003 and. I'm a big NFL fan, and now he's had the Rich Eisen show, his own podcast, for a number of years. And, you know, Rich is a guy that he's not afraid to express opinions that are outside the sports realm. And, I, and I've and i said on here many a time, I'm not a big stick-to-sports guy. You know, if someone has an opinion that is outside their typical realm, which in this case is sports, I'm not going to tell them to stick to sports because they're an American. They have an opinion. I'm going to challenge their assertions, their opinions, if I disagree with them. And Rich is a guy I've disagreed with a lot. You know, he's a big gun control guy. You know, he's been, uh, he's also been a champion of other left-wing causes, which, you know, I've disagreed with him. I've replied to him on Twitter when he's expressed political statements I disagree with. He's never replied back, and that's fine. But, you know, I don't hold it against him. I still listen to his podcast almost every day because he's got great sports content on there, and that's why I go there. And if he goes outside the realm of sports and it's something I don't care to listen to, I won't. Um, but, you know, me being a radio host, if there's something out there that I disagree with, that makes for more entertaining radio, so I'll amplify my disagreement. You know, I've got a much, much, much smaller platform than he does. But nevertheless, I'll, I'll you know, Throw down my challenges. Well, on this one, uh, we're definitely in agreement. And, of course, Rich has a vested interest in what was going on on Tuesday because he himself is of the Jewish faith. So, Spencer, we have this ready. This is cut number two. This was just a, a couple minutes into the beginning of monologue. It's about four or five minutes long. I'll probably let it run the duration because uh, what he has to say, I think, is important for uh, everyone to hear. Uh Sports guy, Rich Eisen of the Rich Eisen Show, cut number two. The question was from Elise Stefanik of New York, asking the school president at Penn if, if, about whether genocide against all Jews was a violation of code of conduct. Her answer was, if the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Oh, so 
we have to wait for the genocide to happen before you kick someone off a campus? Is that right? She called it a context-dependent decision. How about the context of what's happening in the world right now? Where hate speech against Jews, and by the way, Islamophobia is through the roof too. Mm-hmm. How about the context of just being against all hate speech? And it starts with this subject matter. Harvard's president said that genocide, somebody advocating for genocide against all Jews being a violation of their code of conduct, quote unquote, can be depending on the context. What? Hey, by just allowing that speech makes people comfortable to commit the genocide. You understand that? By not being unequivocal and saying, yes, this is a violation, and anybody who violates it is off campus. They can't go to Harvard, Penn, or MIT. By saying, well, it depends on this, that, the other thing, makes them comfortable to commit the genocide. It is the lesson you learn when you walk into museums of tolerance or Holocaust museums around the world, including ones that I've been into recently in Berlin, Germany, and Tel Aviv, Israel. It's the first lesson you learn, and I can't believe you've got to tell people who lead these institutions of higher learning that. And certainly the presidents at MIT and, 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 and Harvard, just reach out to Bob Kraft. He's in the neighborhood. He's created the foundation to combat anti-Semitism. And you see the commercials all around the football games that we're watching right now. With the blue square and the hashtag as well, stand up to Jewish hate. I cannot believe the answers I heard. It is frightening to see those answers from people in positions of leadership and higher education. Are you kidding me? The answer is yes. When you're advocating for genocide against anybody, that's a violation of code of conduct and is a form of harassment or bullying. Forget the context. Get out of here. And it's just really mind-blowing to me. In this day and age, I never thought in a million years that I would never want to send my kids to these schools. Forget that. And for, you know, this whole politics thing, there should be nothing political about this, left or right. Amen. At all. No politics. It's not your political stance. And it, it, it's, it's mind-blowing to me. And to these, these folks... You know what I want to say to these folks who are in the position of power like that? What if you take out Jews and put in all lives? And that comes across as maybe like polarizing because those folks who are sitting up there on Capitol Hill unable to give the answer about Jews. Certainly when we were talking about all lives matter were at the forefront of the world there. And for me to say that, it sounds like for me to be polarizing, because this is not polarizing. Well, what about you? What about that section of the world? And what about Muslims right now? They should be all included together in this. What the hell is the matter with those people? On Capitol Hill, 
in front of the whole world. Couldn't say the word yes unequivocally. No, it's context this, that, the other thing. And if it's action, then we can take action. Oh, let's wait for the genocide. Instead of stopping it in its tracks the minute you can when you hear the speech. Okay. And that was that was his walk-off. As we, it's a popular sports metaphor, a walk-off. That was the end of his show. He just uh, he, His show's available via YouTube. I watch on YouTube, and uh, he just uh, said what he said, put his glasses down, and just walked off. And obviously this is personal to Rich because, you know, he being of the Jewish faith. But even if you're not, goodness sakes, calling for the genocide of, and again, bears repeating, any populace for any reason. Yeah, that, that, that. At bare minimum, that violates a code of conduct. At minimum. And, and again, we're also in a place in this society where we're suddenly applauding people for their moral clarity. I mean, again, we're in a very politically polarizing society these days. I mean, some may say it's the most divided and polarized we've ever been. At any point in the, this country, I don't know about that. I've only been around for fifty-four plus years, but the fact that we have to say to people who are political opposites, "Kudos for for standing tall." Like you know, I talked about Ron Latz, Minnesota State Senator, last week, where he told the truth about how there are some Palestinian youth that are bred to hate Israelis and even go to summer camps and can be considered martyrs for killing Israelis. And the fact that he pointed out. That abhorrent activity got him pilloried, and yet he was lauded for his courage. It's like, well, wait, shouldn't everybody point that out as morally repugnant, training our kids to be literal killers? Shouldn't, shouldn't everybody say that's morally repugnant? And so the fact that we're saying, hey, kudos to that person with whom I disagree with politically for saying something like that, well, that should be a, a layup, a gimme. But it's not. So uh, one final segment coming up on the broadcast with me, Brad Carlson, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show, hashtag NARN show. Or check out the live stream of our broadcast at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where you can leave a comment or question. One final segment on the broadcast coming up in mere moments. Go nowhere. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. 
Attention all patriots, are you ready to embark on an unforgettable expedition? You're invited to journey with me on the Patriots Alaska Cruise, June 2024. We'll dive deep into geopolitical trends and unpack the influences shaping today. This experience is more than a vacation. It's a chance to participate in profound discussions and spirited debates with like-minded patriots. Seven action-packed days will explore new ideas and chart a course toward a bright American future, all while surrounded by the raw majesty of Alaska's natural wonders. You'll experience powerful creation as you're immersed in the splendor of glaciers and fjords. Let's come together as patriots in this amazing landscape. Mark your calendar, June 29th to July 6th, 2024. Learn more and secure your spot on this once-in-a-lifetime adventure by calling 855-565-5519 or book online at patriotsalaskacruise.com. Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553. Looking to make a difference? Volunteer for your local fire department. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Visit MakeMeAFirefighter.org. Hey, welcome back. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. I have one final segment coming up, so we got a few minutes yet. 651-289-4488 if you'd like to call in. Weigh on any of the topics we discussed or check out our uh, website or our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, I should say, where we have a live stream of the broadcast up and running. And, again, you can weigh in via Twitter or X, x.com or twitter.com, whatever, however you want to call it. Uh, you leave a comment or question by a hashtag Narn Show. You know, uh, I really miss Mark from St. Louis Park. I know I talked about it a couple weeks ago when I had uh, learned he had passed away. Uh, there was someone with some moral clarity, of course, on this issue, he being of the uh, Jewish faith. And uh, I know he called in the weekend after the Israeli-Hamas war began when I had on a uh, member of the general consulate, Israeli consulate, Yenam Cohen, and Mark called in with a quick comment, and that was literally the last time I'd heard from him before he passed. So he is someone who I know would have some very strong opinions on this, and uh, I definitely w- uh, miss hearing his perspective. That is uh, for sure. Uh, have Like I say, about five minutes to go, but uh, we do want to get to a phone call quick. Uh, Dan is in Invergrove Heights. He's on line one. Dan, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yeah, hi, Brad. Yeah, um, I, I feel like this is much more... Uh, severe than uh, very heavy political polar polarization on of, of the sides here, 
I feel like we're being drawn into uh, an asymmetrical war uh, by communists, anarchists, Islamists, people who feel the truth is nothing more than just an obstacle to accomplishing their end, to tear down Western civilization and everything that's good about America, the Constitution. You know, you're one of the pillars fighting on the side of good. Thank God for you, you know, and Mitch Berg and, and Dennis Prager and, you know, everybody else on our side. Um, but that, I mean, I feel it's that severe. I think it's it's heavy-duty war, asymmetrical war. Yeah, I appreciate the, uh, appreciate the call, Dan, yeah. And I think this is something that's been pervasive, is that the fringe on both parties seem to be the loudest and therefore are kind of driving the sentiments of a lot of these elected officials. You know, I, it just kind of, and, and yet they're somehow misguided into thinking that they are, that that is the majority. Like Yohan Omar, I played a sound clip from her last week about how she says the majority of her constituents in CD five are against the, uh, what Israel is doing. It's like a majority. Really? Uh, I'm, kind of skeptical about that she may feel like that because she's getting hundreds maybe even thousands of phone calls to her offices and whatnot but still hundreds of thousands out of what how many couple three million that live in her district i don't know about that so yeah that i think it, it feels that way because again the extremists on both sides are kind of the, the loudest voices and seem to be the most active or more most belligerent however you want to look at it but appreciate the call dan thanks uh, just got, you know, I kind of talked about giving credit where credit is due. And even though it shouldn't be all that difficult to say, Hey, calling for the genocide of a people is morally repugnant and wrong and disgusting, but that's kind of where we are in this day and age. And you know what? Uh, Senator John Fetterman, uh, he's a guy that we've talked a lot about, been highly critical of and how, you know, he hid how severe his recovery from his stroke was from his constituents you know, in order to get elected, and then shortly after he was elected, had to check himself in for to Walter Reed for a number of weeks due to having clinical depression because he wasn't allowed to sufficiently recover from a stroke. And it was very obvious it was still affecting him on the campaign trail, as even though the media tried desperately to hide it because they needed that Senate seat because it was a flip. Because Pat Toomey, the Republican senator out of Pennsylvania, was retiring, so they could flip that, and they did. He defeated uh, Dr. Mehmet Oz, who was the Republican candidate. Trump guy. Well, you know, Senator Fetterman, he's been on the side of Israel this whole entire time. In fact, you know, he's walking around Capitol Hill in his hoodie like he's wont to do, and he takes the tie strings of his hoodie and ties a Israel flag to it so it looks like so he wears it as a cape, an Israeli flag as a cape. And of course, there was a one uh, famous moment where a bunch of these uh, pro Palestine protesters were trespassing in some area of the Capitol, and John Fetterman walked by them. Waving an Israeli flag right in their face, just basically trolling them. And this is cut number three. So he appear, appeared on the Shrill Fest. That is the view. And you notice Joy Behar, she wants immediately to throw Senator Fetterman some red meat. Hey, what do you think about George Santos, that kook Republican being expelled from the House? Okay, Senator Fetterman, he's a senator. Why don't you ask him about what's going on in the Senate? Instead, Senator Fetterman took it upon himself to address what's going on. Uh, in the Senate. So um, we'll play this. Senator Fetterman on The View, cut number three. 
Also been calling for to get rid of uh, Menendez, I know. Um, but first, before we talk about that, what's your reaction to the exp expulsion? Well, it's like uh, I'm not surprised, but but to me, I think the the more important picture is is that we have a colleague in the Senate that actually did much more sinister and, and serious kinds of things. Uh, Senator Menendez, uh, he needs to go. Um, and if you are going to expel Santos, how can you allow to somebody like Menendez to remain in the Senate? And you know, Santos's kind of lies were almost you know funny and like you know he. You know, landed on the the moon and that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas, <laughs> whereas you know, I, you know, I think you know Menendez. I think is really a senator for Egypt. You know, not New Jersey. Oh, um, no laughs there. So I, what? I, I I really think he needs to go. And uh, especially, it's kind of strange that if Santos uh, is not allowed to remain in the House, you know, someone like that. Yeah. Are you, though, uncomfortable with the fact that there hasn't been an adjudication that while he's been charged, there hasn't been a conviction? Menendez. With Menendez. There hasn't been with uh, Santos. I, I, I am. I, I am. And it's like he has the right uh, to, for his, his day in court and all that. But he doesn't have the right to, to have those kind of votes and things that uh, yeah. that's, not, that's not a right. And, and I think uh, we need to make that kind of decision to uh send him out yeah funny they they you know he yucks it up and makes fun of santos and rightly so you know i'm not going to defend george santos republican congresswoman congressman now expelled congressman from new york yeah they all yucked it up about that when he made fun of santos but when he says uh, menendez president of egypt what not so funny now because that's how precious your majority needs to be but again kudos to senator fetterman for calling out a member of his own party. And again, you think about it, it's not really that bold a stance because New Jersey's just going to elect a different Republican. We know that. But nevertheless, no other Democrats seem to be calling out Menendez. So um, if you want to call this strange new respect for Senator John Fetterman, I, I guess. Folks, I've enjoyed it as always. AM 1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. All of us love sports, but not all sports are created equal. College sports have big budgets, dedicated alumni networks, and corporate sponsorships. Professional sports have even deeper pockets. Millionaire owners, lucrative TV and radio deals, and merchandise sales. High school sports have you. Everyone agrees high school sports give us plenty of reasons to cheer. And now's a great time for us to give back. Supporting your hometown high school won't cost you much, but it will go a long way to ensuring the games we love the most are here to stay. Minnesota High School Sports. They're good for our kids, good for our community, and best of all, they're good for you. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby, inside and out of the womb. Not just after birth, but nine months before. 
at conception. That's right, every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. The Chosen, the highly acclaimed multi-season series based on the revolutionary life of Jesus of Nazareth, is now available on DVD. Quantities are limited, but you can get an exclusive DVD offer at thechosennow.com. The first three seasons of the hit series, The Chosen, are now available on DVD. Quantities are limited, so don't wait. Get yours now at thechosennow.com. That's thechosennow.com. The perfect gift for family and friends. It's the ideal message for the holiday season. Buy The Chosen for yourself and for every person on your list. Don't miss The Chosen. The first three seasons available now on DVD. Supply is limited. Get this exclusive DVD offer for our listeners today. Go to thechosennow.com. Thechosennow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.